What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, as always, Jack Vita. We have a great show coming out for you today. So yesterday, I went all out and I recorded a two-part podcast with Jake Poliga, and we ended up splitting the baseball episode into yesterday's episode, which was about uh, a little bit, a little over an hour, maybe a little under an hour. And then we talked college basketball for about a half hour. I decided, let's split this thing up. And by the way, I also must say, we ran into some technical difficulties. If you listen to the last episode, you uh, are well aware about that. So it was, gosh, it was a lot of work just to try to make it somewhat manageable. I know it doesn't sound great. Again, I fixed the issue, so moving in the future, we won't run into these, uh, hopefully, ever again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope you still listen. I understand if you decide to skip because the audio quality isn't the best. But there's a lot of interesting content in here, and I'm excited to be talking college basketball once again. So I'm going to bring you into that conversation in just a second. Before I do that, I just wanted to say, if you're enjoying the content on here, make sure you subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. One of the things that I don't know if people are aware of, but... If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you get the episode hours, typically hours before everyone else. It goes out to all the subscribers because it can take a little bit to upload into the podcast shop. And uh, so it goes directly to subscribers immediately right when I hit upload. And so you will not have to wait. Uh, You won't have to see if I'm posting on social media. Just subscribe. Please do it. It's great. That's something we're going to need to do in order to grow this show. Uh, I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be a great year. But yeah, make sure you subscribe. And if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that'll do us a lot of good. Write some stuff. Write some kind words. can be as short as great pod. I think in an upcoming episode, I'm going to start reading the reviews. And I can read them at the end of each episode each week whenever new ones come in. So I'll read your reviews as long as they're positive, I guess. (laughs) Uh, We're also brought to you by CBS All Access, which is going to be rebranding in a little over a month to Paramount Plus. A lot of great stuff over there. Go to jackvita.com slash CBS and get a free one-week trial. And then after that, $5.99 a month. It's my favorite streaming service. We're moving into baseball mode uh, pretty soon. We're only a few weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. If you want to pick up some MLB apparel, go to jackvita.com slash MLB shop and pick up some gear over there. They got a lot of great stuff. And if you want some gear for other sports or memorabilia, go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. They make a lot of great apparel and uh, there's a lot of great deals going on right now. I think there's 65% off a lot of items. So don't miss out. Make sure you check that out. Go to jackvita.com slash fanatics. All right. I'm going to bring you into my conversation with Jake Poliga. And once again, I apologize for technical difficulties, but I hope you enjoy the show nonetheless. So here we go. Jake, let's talk some college basketball. First of all, here's what I want to start with. Did you see that clip of Coach K that went viral over the weekend? Um, I don't think so. No. What am, am I missing something here? 
No, it was a it was a very much a non-story. The big thing was it was really the and this is my disappointment. A lot of mainstream media outlets. Not look, I don't like to criticize the media because I technically am a part of the media. <laughs> I just think that right now some of these outlets that shall remain nameless at this time. It feels like a lot of the conversations when they debate or they talk college basketball or baseball or college football, really, I feel like a lot of the conversation has been dumbed down on some of these big platforms, and it becomes more like, here's your TMZ sports bit of not really, we're not really talking about what's going on on the field or on the court, it's more like, here's a little bit of drama off the court or off the field, and that's been a disappointment for me. So that's one of the things I want to do on this podcast is actually talk about the sport. Have you noticed any of that to a certain degree, Jake, as you uh, just kind of look through Twitter or consume sports content? Oh, 100%. I think the thing there is, so, you know, obviously sports, um, they they have their drama. They it, It's it's different for professional sports because you can t- consistently get the same guys coming in and out. You've got headlines, storylines. Um, you know, you've got kind of a whole reality TV show in each of these special <laughs> sports. And, and then, uh, and then for college sports, it's different. You know, you got new guys coming in. People aren't really like going to impressors and, and blabbering their mouth a lot. So, so I, I understand it. I mean, I think the media is just looking for headlines and looking for ways to make college sports, like, you know, more intriguing and giving more of a reality TV show aspect, but that's not, that's not what you should be doing. You shouldn't be looking for juicy you know juicy drama among these 18 19 year old kids and that's the beauty of college sports in general i think is how how it's not a reality tv show it's like these kids are going playing so much harder in college basketball than they're in the nba and it's it's such it's just a different game so i i definitely see what you're saying i see the both sides of it but uh i'm, I'm not not thrilled about it I, I don't like seeing you know all the all the stupid media stuff like trying to make headlines out of coach K and whatever, whatever you're talking about there probably yeah. wasn't, probably wasn't worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll explain it uh, in a second, but I'll give you an example. So on a very prominent app and a sports network that a lot of people flock to, to watch sports or get their sports news. I'm sure you know which one I'm referring to, but th- they don't need to, uh, I don't need to publicly shame them. I yeah. open up the app and I I recently switched over to a different app. CBS Sports is the way to go. CBS Sports is great. I love the app. I love their content on the website. CBS Sports HQ is really good. I think they do a great job with live sports. But here's an idea of one of the stories I see at on my on this app that is not CBS Sports. It's like Ben Roethlisberger's wife is unhappy with him. Because they had some issues during COVID. It's like, who cares? Like, why is this the Kardashians now? Like, tell me, give yeah. me my news about the Steelers, not what's going on with his marriage. Oh, you're so, you're so right. I mean, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the stuff you'll see just even on Twitter is like, why is this a headline? Like, I feel bad for this guy, you know, just yeah. certain little, not, nothing specific here, but like, you know, it's a lot of the stuff is like if I was if I was a professional athlete and people are making stories about this, I would be like, what? And like, like did you see T.J. Watt? So T.J. Watt 
there was some yeah. report that came out of the Steelers camp and it was like TJ Watt skipped all of his, uh, he was very unhappy with the Steelers and he skipped all of his exit meetings, everything like that. And then TJ Watt just quoted it and said, well, I'm not sure where you got this, but it wasn't from <laughs> coach. It wasn't from any listed all these coaches that he had exit interviews with and stuff like that. That would really frustrate me if I was an athlete. So what ended up happening with coach K was he Duke had lost. It was their Saturday game. I can't remember who that loss was to, but they've been sliding quite a bit. It's been a very disappointing season for Duke. And hey, if you run a program such as Duke and you have one disappointing season like this one, I mean, there are worse problems in the world. Like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'd love for Valpo to. And we've had a number of disappointing seasons. That's how it goes. But. After the game, there was a freshman who covers the team for the Duke student newspaper. He asked a question along the lines of, what are you looking forward to in the next game? And Coach K, essentially, I'll give you the gist of it, he was just sort of grumpy. It was like he was a grumpy older man who's now in his 70s and we've seen so many times that when you ask a coach after a loss, hey, uh, what do you what do you think right here? And they give a little bit of a response where they're not in a great mood. And I'll tell the audience this: when I covered Valpo sports at the school, there were times that I dealt with grumpy coaches, and I was told, "Hey, from the from the media relations department, they said, hey, you know what? They're not in a great mood right now. So be very delicate in how you ask your questions.'" And so anyway, there was this clip of Coach K, and the way it was billed, I thought he was going to be chewing out this kid, but really, it was basically him saying, like, uh, he was, he was just not in a good mood, and he was, he was unhappy that they lost. And a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this poor kid. And the thing is, when I was covering sports as a student journalist, I didn't want to be treated as a kid. I want to be treated the way that every journalist was. I want to be respected as the guys who are doing it professionally. I don't want to be that as, oh, that's a student journalist. So if I was in that spot, I would have thought, hey, you know what? This is great learning experience because I'm going to deal with a lot of coaches like this over the years. And by the way, the fact that Coach K is doing this to me, I would think would be I mean, not really doing anything. Just the way that Coach K is answering my question, even if he's not in a good mood, I would have thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, imagine the kids who are, you know, covering covering Bama football. <laughs> saving probably, saving's probably their biggest nightmare. And, and I mean, they, they they probably wouldn't want to be treated any other way than, than like you just said. I mean, you don't want to be treated like a kid. You don't want to be baby. You want to be, you know, held up to a standard. Yeah, and so Coach K had to issue an apology to the kid. And it was really like, it was just the internet outrage culture. It was really, I was surprised that people were so upset about it. It just feels like sometimes people have to find something to get really upset over. Whereas I look at something like that as an opportunity to learn something, develop a little thicker skin. And by the way, Again, the way that I'm even describing it, it really was not that bad. You would think it was like Bobby Knight just chewing out some kid and telling him he's stupid or something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the that's the cold. That's the day and age we're living in. Jack is <laughs> is that uh, Twitter? Twitter's gonna find something to be upset about. Yeah, it's 
better better not spend too much time there. So I'm glad you didn't even see the clip. I'd probably be better off if I did. <laughs> and nevertheless, we're having a really interesting college basketball season. The thing that's really I've been noticing lately as I'm starting to shift over and watch more now that football's coming to an end and I'm going to be providing a lot more hoops content over the next couple of months, culminating in the NCAA tournament, the best time of the year in sports. But the thing that I'm noticing as to I hadn't prior to this past couple of weeks, I hadn't watched as much as I normally had up to this point. I think not having the fans I really feel like this sport is the one for me personally that is diminished the most from an entertainment standpoint without having fans and students there. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, I'm a Boilermaker fan and having, you know, having a Mackey home court advantage is, is better than anything. And like for any of my sports teams, you know, is it's that Purdue dominates that Mackey. It's one of the loudest home courts in college battle. And, and it's really upsetting to see that, that, you know, not be there this year. And, and it's shown, I mean, we got dominated by Michigan at home a couple or letting us last week. And, and I don't know if that'd be the case if there's fans there and everything. It's just, it, it's tough to watch these games and, and, you know, you expect the big crowd noise, the student section. That's one of the coolest parts about college. It's college sports in general is, is big student sections. And that, it, yeah, you're right. It, it, it sucks to see it like that. And I, I would say the same. I mean, I, I've, I definitely watched my fair share of college hoops this year, but it really hasn't been the same. Yeah. I think with college football, it didn't, it was actually not that bad. Like, I thought that college football was going to suffer more from not having fans, but a lot of those stadiums, whether it was in the South or watching Notre Dame, they had a lot of fans there, and they're able to space them out. It's open air, whereas with a lot of these gyms, they're just empty, and there's something, the, the artificial crowd noise doesn't sound great. It just feels diminished i have to say even though i still love the game i love the sport i still love watching it just is not the same without the kids there yeah no i completely agree and when you think about college college football versus college basketball like basketballs you know when you're watching on tv you can see the student section right there you don't have to you know go to go to a different camera angle to see it you can see them right on the court you know you've got like the Cameron crazies, you know, with their, with their crazy stuff. When, when someone's, uh, when someone's passing the ball out of bounds and, and it's just all those, all those little things that you're missing on the TV broadcast too. Yeah. And so what's been, what's been the story up to this point for you? What are your main takeaways? Give me, give me your first one right here. Oh, Jack, easily it's the Purdue Boilermakers and their, (laughs) and their freshman, uh, freshman phenoms. They, uh, Fun, fun little, fun little nugget here. Purdue is the first first team in the Big Ten in Big Ten history to have four different Big Ten freshmen of the week, and um, wow. I think that's a big testament to what Matt Painter is doing over there. Um, a lot of really exciting time on the Boilermakers. This is kind of a rebuilding year. We have no seniors on the roster at all, and still somehow in top five in Big Ten play right now. Um, you know, getting ranked votes, and and it's a really exciting, really exciting time for for the future of Purdue basketball. Um, Jaden Ivey, he's a guy Purdue's got their, their neck Carson Edwards, we hope. And Jaden Ivey is a guy, he's a guy that could be a lottery pick with potentially if he continues to develop his shot. 
And uh, it's, it's a guy that's, you know, he's got a special place at, in, at heart for me because his mom's the basketball, co- the head coach at Notre Dame. And then obviously, you know, my parents are big uh, Notre Dame women's basketball fans. For some reason, that's like a big thing up here. <laughs> I guess a lot, <laughs> they have a, lot a great people, program. Yeah, they do. A lot of people around here say that the women's team is, is uh, you know, gets more recognition than the men's team and everything like that. So, uh, so she's, so Jaden Ivy's mom's kind of a big deal there. And then, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, just, it's been a, been a pretty interesting season. Duke, Kentucky, and North Carolina all unranked for the first time since what, like the sixties. Yeah. None of them are good. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) In sticking big 10 related and in the state of Indiana, Purdue's been a lot of fun. I've caught a good number of their games. I do watch more Big Ten than any other conference, just because regionally it makes the most sense. And also, the Big Ten is unbelievable this year. This is a great year in terms of the Big Ten. In the state of Indiana, the thing that I cannot I cannot figure out why Indiana Hoosiers team is not better than they are. Right. I mean, it's it's it blows my mind every year because they get these big recruits, always got a good roster, and. Somehow they just can never beat the, the the Boilermakers. And, you know, Purdue's always getting less recruits. And it's exciting. Eight in a row now. Purdue's beat them eight times in a row. Archie Miller's never beaten the Purdue Boilermakers. Wow. Um, and, on, and honestly, the games haven't even been really close in the last several years. So that's something I love, Jack. I was I went to Purdue for, for, for four years and never lost to IU once. So that's my claim to fame right there. I think there was a really there was a really good game maybe two years ago at, at, at Indiana. I remember that one was a thriller. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was when Carson threw down the hammer with the left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on a fast break. That's one of my favorite pictures of all time. Man. The point about the Big Ten being incredible this year, it really is, man. It's crazy how, how good from top to bottom this team is. You know, you had... Illinois, who was like a top five preseason team, and and uh, Oyo Desumo, or yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that Desimo. name right. Yeah, Io, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's incredible, and I mean, once once he really gets going, and and if they can get him back to full health and everything like that, Illinois is a legitimate squad. Um, Iowa's got the best player in the country, probably. Yep. Iu even Iu's a you know bubble team, might miss the tournament, and they've got one of the best players in the country. So it's really just a deep, incredibly deep league. And I think we're going to see like, I think we're, we're going to see eight, you know, eight teams in the tournament, maybe, maybe even more than that. It feels like Indiana under Archie Miller, they've gotten the recruits, they've gotten the talent. They just haven't been very fundamentally sound. They make too many unforced errors, it seems. Yeah, no, I agree. And and one of my buddies, so uh, one of my one of my good buddies went to IU same time went to Purdue. So I've always and he's he's we've had the Purdue IU argument for years, and I've always given him. <laughs> and one he actually brought up a really good oh, point. Oh, don't, don't in, say uh, that, this Andrew, Jake. No, no swear words. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so he actually brought a brought up a really good really good point and said that that the reason Purdue always always beats IU is because we match up really well. Like IU is always trying to go down low, yeah, and uh, you know get their get their points in the paint. And Purdue just always has, you know, I think the last like seven eight years we've had a seven footer on the roster, yeah. And and it's just, it's just a really really tough matchup for 
a team that doesn't shoot the ball from three well like IU does to to beat a team like Purdue who you know dominates the paint defensively and and pops the three ball pretty well. So so I love to see it, Jack. I love to see. Uh, but I, but I would like to see IU get in. I'd like to them get into the tournament and, and, you know, just kind of make, get, get as many big 10 teams you can get in there. And I think I was definitely deserving. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is one of the best players in the country. You, you want to see that guy in the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, for sure. Matt Harms, former Boilermaker has actually been playing some pretty good ball with the BYU Cougars lately. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I, I like to see that, you know, he didn't, he, he was a guy I liked to Purdue. A lot of Purdue fans hated him just because, <laughs> for for several reasons, you know, he never had a good offensive game, and uh, and he was always a guy that would just cause cause out of distraction with his arm pumps and his hair flips and everything like that, <laughs> which which is a whole different story in itself. But he's always a really good guy. He never got as much love as he should have gotten, and I completely understand why he transferred. I mean, you saw Zach Eady coming in. That he seven four with already a better offensive game with a more refined you know game in general than Matt Harms maybe not on the defensive side but easily on the offensive side and he knew he knew Edie was going to take minutes from him he knew he wasn't coming in and, and taking Travion's minutes anything like that so I, I, I'm so good for him you know I'm glad he went to a good school like BYU and I'm glad he's he's performing well yeah I mean Jake to be fair if you had hair like that or if I had hair like that I mean. Wouldn't you do the same? I mean, you want to look good while you're out on the court, right? <laughs> and that's oh, some good absolutely. hair. <laughs> absolutely, Jack. I mean, <laughs> I was born if I was born in Amsterdam and and I had that <laughs> hair, I was seven foot three. I'd be doing the same stuff. <laughs> Michigan has been awesome this year too. Wisconsin's been really good. It's such a good conference. It's been fun watching Michigan uh, and some of these guys like Wagner take some leaps in their game. Isaiah Livers is still there. They've been really good. They started out undefeated. They finally got handed a loss or two over the last couple of weeks. Isaiah Livers is incredible, man. He's a guy that I uh, I definitely wanted to touch on. He's just, he's something else. He, he pops a three ball. Like, he's got such a beautiful stroke, and, you know, he's not the biggest guy. But I think, I think... I don't know exactly what he, you know, projects out as an NBA player, but I think from what I've watched, from what I've watched from Isaiah Livers, it seems to me like he's a real good prospect, does everything well, really doesn't have a flaw in his game. And Michigan's just a really freaking good team. They're well-coached. Um, I don't know, just just a great team, man. I don't see them losing the Big Ten. I, don't, I see them in the Final Four. I just think they're an incredibly well-coached, you know, good defensive team with a lot of, a lot of shooters and a good all-around team. Yeah, there's a lot of talent on that Michigan team. Another thing that I've enjoyed about this season, it started last season, there are a number of former NBA stars, and or sorry, I should say, and former NBA stars' children now in college basketball. You have Ron Harper's kid, Scottie Pippen's kid, Jamal Mashburn's kid, there are a few others that uh, maybe you can help me remember, but all those guys are really good college players. Yeah, they are. Scotty Scotty Pippen Jr. actually, I think might might be on the the wooden uh, wooden watch list, and yeah, he's a guy that's really he's a guy that's really jumped out to me. I actually started following his career in the offseason. Uh, his mom made headlines and everything like that. I actually before that I didn't even know Scotty Pippen Jr. was 
was a person <laughs> and and yeah and and so it's nice to see him you know play well at Vanderbilt school that I'll always root for just being kind of like the little guy in the SEC and and they're just like you know a nice a nice school um so I'd like to see I'd like to see them do well I wish Bryce Drew was still there you know kind of a bad pause there that was pretty unfortunate but you know I think Scotty Pippen Jr. like really good player love to see Vanderbilt you know make do some damage also another one DJ Rodman Dennis Rodman's <laughs> yeah. son uh, at Washington State he's a freshman yeah I, I heard about him a little bit saw him uh, making some headlines so yeah it's interesting a lot of those a lot of, it's a lot of the former former Bulls dynasty guys you know Harper Jr. and Pippen and, and Rodman it's, it's funny I think uh Sort of the later Rodman that Phil Jackson coached, Meta World Peace, similar type of free-spirited, wild guy who was a lockdown defensive player at one point in his career. His son is playing at like UC Irvine or something like that. I haven't seen him play because I haven't watched Irvine a whole lot this year, but I know Meta's kids in that. He's playing and... I haven't caught LSU at all this year. I'm curious if Sharif O'Neal has gotten minutes. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about Sharif O'Neal. Well, I know, right? Well, is he... Because I thought, I thought he hung it up to Tamer or something. Is that is that not true? Was that, am I thinking of the wrong guy? I don't know. That's possible. I mean, I haven't heard anything about him. I just know he was at UCLA and he transferred... To uh, to LSU to follow in his father's footsteps. I think that I think I'm actually might be thinking of Snoop Dogg's kid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he because he was he he was at UCLA and with like the same as Sharif O'Neal and but and I don't I don't think he transferred. I think he just quit. He's a really good athlete though, and I remember him saying him saying he wanted to focus on his entertainment career and everything like that. Which you know, good for him. He's got. He's got everything there that, that he needs for that. So, Jake, uh, another big story that I've noticed this year, the emergence of Alabama as a basket power. They won again last night. They beat Kentucky, not in an overly impressive fashion, but they're now 9-0 and in the SEC this year. They're a top-10 team. They're ranked number nine. Alabama has a legitimate basketball program now. I know. I love to see it. I, I love uh, um, Avery, um, their coach. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the last name, but but I love him. He's, he's a, gone. He's a fun. Just, Avery Johnson's gone. Really? Yeah. I was surprised. Wow. He didn't last very long. They didn't give him, he had a short leash there. Really? Because I oh wow! Because I remember watching that team with Colin Sexton, and and I I, I was loving Avery Johnson. I mean, it's just a it's just an exciting coach to watch. I think that was an exciting team. I, I'm actually, wow. It's Nate Oates. Nate Oates is now the coach. Really? Yeah. Well, good for him. <laughs> News to me. I actually, actually Jack, not going to lie, I haven't watched any Bama this year. Uh, I followed, actually, I shouldn't say that because I did watch like five minutes of the game last night. But I, I have been following them. I, I've been seeing them, you know, win a lot of ball games, and And I think that's, you know, really impressive what they've been doing, you know beat Kentucky last night good for them um and and it's nice to see you know a a different school step up in the SEC and start to become a power yeah so 
it'll be it'll be a really interesting to see how things shake out this year. Uh, I really don't have too many other college basketball related thoughts at this time. Do you? Um, I, I don't. I got one one little hot take for you though, Jack. I want to, you know, you know, <laughs> let's hear. I want to finish this on a hot take. So, uh, you know, maybe three, four, five, six, seven years down the road, Coach K is he, he's going to hang it up. He's going to hang it up eventually. And um, you know, who's going to get the call? Who's going to who's going to be the next the heir to Coach K's throne at Duke? And uh, my hot take here is I think Matt Painter absolutely deserves a call. I don't think he, I don't think he, uh, I don't know if he would leave Purdue for for the chance to go to to coach at Duke. Obviously, if you know if he was a front runner, he probably would. But I think Matt Painter, what he's done at Purdue is, and 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 then in like five six years, you know, it's a diff- whole different story if if Painter can take another team uh, on a stretch run. But he's recruited well for a for a school like Purdue who never gets big recruits. He's he's out recruited, you know. Previous Purdue coaches, and and he's kept a he's sustained a program for you know sixteen, seventeen years already. I think I think he's a guy that's that's gonna that deserves a call at least. And as much as I would hate to see him walk away from Purdue, I think that's a guy that I could see you know going to Duke, and he's gonna have a lot of, all that recruiting power there, and kind of a similar system to to what Coach K has got over there too. You know, that's an interesting point. I. I don't know what will happen, who will be that guy. You know, the guy who I feel like they would love is Mark Few from Gonzaga. Yep. I feel like, I think Mark Few has is built with Gonzaga what Duke was prior to around the last half of the decade, of the 2010s. Duke has gone in a totally different direction. They're now recruiting a lot of the guys who are, the one-and-done type players. Last year, Vernon Carey, you'd go down the list of a number of other names for that matter. But with um, with Gonzaga, they've filled that spot, and it seems they're kind of taking the, the Corey Kisperts of the world and Drew Timmy. Those are guys that 10, 15 years ago, I feel like would have gone to Duke. Jalen Suggs, he's another one of those guys. They're not like these high ceiling NBA prospects, but they're remarkable coach players who are going to stick around for longer than at least a year. You might get them for four years. And I feel like Mark Few has built what Coach K had at Duke for a while. Obviously not to the same extent because they haven't won a national championship quite yet. I do think they're going to win one very soon, but. I don't, I don't know if Mark Few at this point why he'd want to leave Gonzaga unless you're going to pay him double the money or something like that because he's built one of the blue blood best programs in the in the sport at this point at Gonzaga, which no one thought he could do. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's I think that's you know a name that's definitely going to be floated out there, and I think it, like you said, it's a matter of does he want to take that job. Um, the way I look at it is like I think I think Duke's going to look look around you know power five conferences someone who kind of knows the the competition level everything like that and i think duke you know they should be looking in the big 10 they should i think they should look in the big 10 for their next hire and then i look at you know what what coaches have done great things sustain great runs with limited recruiting uh capabilities and and matt painter you know he fits that fits that mold and he fits yeah. the mold of a guy who 
a guy who obviously, you know, the step from Purdue to Duke would be a massive one. And, yeah. and even though he's a Purdue alum played at Purdue, I couldn't imagine not taking that job. So I'm not saying it's going to happen by any means. I actually, I would love for it not to happen, but I think he's a guy that I think he should at least get a call. Yeah, you totally should. Jake, this is a lot of fun today. We'll have to check in again sometime, maybe in February, talk some more college hoops. Anything else that we didn't get to today? No, man. I uh, had, a, had a great time. I appreciate you t- bringing me on as always. Yeah, always, always a treat to talk with you, Jake. Would you like to plug anything while you're here? You want to throw out your social media? Um, ah, don't even worry about it, man. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot you, uh, shoot you a couple of retweets though. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to spread the word. Love, love the pod, love coming on and, and, you know, love that. love the whole brand, <laughs> the Jack Rita show. Love it, Jack. Appreciate it very much, Jake. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem, man. Take it easy. All right, folks, that does it for my two-part conversation with Jake Poliga. Awesome job by Jake. Always a lot of fun having him on the podcast. Always a lot of interesting thoughts that he has, and he definitely knows a lot about baseball and college basketball. Well, he knows a lot about most sports, but uh, really a great guy to have on here when we're talking hoops. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. That'll do a lot of good for the show. You can get in touch with me on social media. You go to facebook.com slash Show at Show on Twitter and Instagram, youtube.com slash jackvita, and at jackvita on TikTok now. I can't believe I'm doing the TikTok thing. But I've made a couple of, uh, couple of TikToks that are spoofs of reality TV, at least they're reality TV related, and they're relatable. If you like those kinds of shows, you should definitely enjoy it to some degree. Before we get going, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Derek Young is a really great guy who listens to this show and reads jackvita.com. And he reached out to me to let me know that, and this is something, if you're a fan of Survivor or reality TV, listen up. Derek is a, he works at Liberty University and he is running now Survivor Games for the students. So in the fall of 2019, they ran a semester long Survivor game and Derek and several others, they got together, they produced it, they cast 16 students on the campus of Liberty University, which is a really great institution, by the way, and they said, you know, they, they shot the whole thing using a lot of uh, iPhones and stuff of that nature. And it was really cool. I actually talked to him and he told me about the process. I'll have an article coming out about Survivor LU. But he said that there's been this uh, a lot of these going on at other colleges. And he likes some of them better than some of the newer seasons of the show. He thinks they're really good. So I'm excited to check it out. And I would encourage you all to cheer on our guy, Derek, and check it out. Tune in to the first episode. It's going to be live on YouTube on Friday night, and I'm sure you'll be able to watch it on demand after that. The YouTube account is called Survivor LU, so subscribe to that. They've got some videos already out for promotional content. They have a, an Instagram and Twitter account where you can find out a little more about some of these students that are competing in it. So Derek spent the last year, essentially a whole year, 
editing this thing and putting it together. So it's a passion project that he's very proud of, as are many of the other people that were a part of it. And I'm really excited to check it out. I think it's going to be really cool. So if you are a big time fan of Survivor or reality television, I'd encourage you to uh, at least tune into the first episode, see if it's something that you want to stick around for and uh, support our guy, Derek. So uh, shout out to Derek and thank you, Derek, for letting me know about this. And uh, likewise, guys, I love having a little bit of a community here with this podcast. So don't be afraid to reach out on social media. I enjoy chatting with those of you who have reached out that I did not know before I got this show going. So, uh, yeah, maybe there's some other stuff that ways that this community can back you with something that you're working on if it's relatable to the stuff we do on this show. All right, guys, that does it for today's episode. I had a lot of fun. I promise we'll have some better <laughs> audio quality coming next week. I'm sure we'll have something coming out in the beginning of the week. Going to need to figure that out first. And then Wednesday, I believe it'll be Wednesday, we'll have our live stream. So stay tuned. Stick around for my social media. I'll be posting more information about that live stream so you don't miss out. It'll be our Super Bowl preview. And I'm really excited about these live streams. We've had a lot of fun with them. I think we're going to have to do more of them even when football comes to an end. Okay, thank you all for listening. Until my next live stream, until my next episode, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>